0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and
1: management. Many voices are more powerful than one. When we share ideas, developments and power, we can achieve anything. Welcome to DJ and DeBair, keeping you at the top of your game. Your hosts are Dieta Jones and Richard Dent. Together, they have made a worthy life that includes a family, two businesses, a foundation, and much more. They're ready to help you find your personal success. Now, here are Dieta and Richard.
2: Welcome to DJ and DeBear. I'm Dietta Jones, your host. I'm a social justice advocate, leadership coach, individual and organizational effectiveness speaker and author. And I'm joined by my better three quarters, NFL legend and pro football Hall of Famer, Richard Dent. Hello, Richard.
3: Hello, hello, hello. How are we doing?
2: Good. It's How been are a we little
3: moment. How's it going? It's nice to be back and uh, chat a little bit.
2: Yeah, no kidding. We've missed you. I've actually you well, know, been on the road quite a lot. Everybody's been like, when's Richard coming back?
3: Well, insane? i got to get out of here and pay some bills, you know. you got to get out of here and pay some bills <laughs> and, uh, you know, create some new relationships, friendships, and opportunities, you know?
2: Woo-hoo! Thank you and for just, the man who helps pay the all
3: bills. All right. <laughs> okay.
2: Thank you, babe. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I know what you've been up to, but your listeners miss you. So um, I guess I should have told you that before we went live, but good to know when you're missed. So, listeners, welcome. You're listening to uh, Richard, who's the brains, and I'm the brawn. (laughs) And we're here to spend the the next hour with you, hopefully, having a a really uh, thought provoking uh, conversation. And we have a lot that we want to talk about. Today's topic is going to be one that's really near and dear to my heart. It's going to be focused on my deep dive into meditation experience that I took uh, the, last, the week before last. And it was a pretty amazing, I would, I would actually go ahead and use the word transformational experience. And I'm excited to, to tell you about it. But before we get started on that topic, and Richard, I know you joined me in this, I think we should listeners, take a moment and uh, send our love and respect and um, condolences to the families of the nine victims in Charleston, South Carolina. Our hearts and prayers are with you to all those who are in pain, um, uh, to your neighbors and friends, uh, the people you know and don't know. All of us are in this with you and our hearts go out to you. And I can't tell you how moving it's been to watch the, not just the show of solidarity, but the show of strength and love. I mean, these families are, talk about, you know, becoming Christ-like, you know, literally living and breathing and exemplifying the, the gospel that they've chosen to live their life by and that so many of us really honor and respect so thank you for setting such a high bar. Thank you for reminding all of us what it means to be Christ-like and what it means to be um, able to find love and compassion deep in our souls as humans. You've really set a high bar for us and you've inspired all of us. And our hearts and prayers are with you.
3: Yes, without a doubt, that, uh definitely something that uh, uh, you hate to see such a uh, tragedy of such that, you know, something like this uh, takes place but as well as what it's doing also is is, is uniting us to be able to come together, uh, giving people different views that some people, are, you know, um, lost in, in certain things as, of, you know, when you look at the Confederate flag and How people feel about that situation, and and, you know, and it was all about what they were fighting for as well with that flag. And and, you know, to one's body is going to lay in the state building, and seven yards across the way is going to be that flag, you know, that's not at half mass like the other flags. Like, you know, the flag of America is sitting there at at half mass, and and yet you got this other. Like sitting there at film, at. so you know you you send you know history is history is very important in in life, you know and it, and it tells stories and, and hopefully that it tells stories that make sense that takes you in in a better direction because one has paid a price on that history to make things better. So to come, so it's yeah. it's it's a lot that's sitting there that uh, that you know that place two hundred years ago that we still trying to live upon. The only thing that we can live upon related to two hundred years ago is this earth. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's all. Yeah. In that. That's that's it. That is the best thing that you have here. You know that you can live upon and. You can plant something and you put water on it, it can grow. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it ain't gonna bother you. It's just gonna do. Mother nature and this earth is a blessing to everyone. So it's, it's, it's what are you doing there? And, 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 and it's part of, of how one should be living. You give me a little bit, this is what I grew up to be. You know, and, and, uh, uh, you know. And everything is green. you know. everything is green on the on the earth. So you know, this color thing and all of what's taking place, black, white, you know, it's very all you know, it's it's you know, it's 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 time to just to, you know, be a citizen, be Americans and and how we can make things, you know, not looking at things out of you know, you got whites saying, so, you know, let I want you to look at things out of my eye. Well, maybe I lived out of yard for two hundred years or three hundred years. <laughs> and, and 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 so it's so it's it's time to start looking and, because if not, you know, again we got you know, we got tax, we got all kinds of things happening. We got economy that's not stable, that's you know, we got Illinois that's hardly can't pay the bills, we got all these different states that are having problems, and we have having race problems. And we got problems on the other side of the line. And we had two where they're blowing up. You now people don't mind blowing themselves up. That's yeah. a real problem. Yeah. The so person that's going to walk and blow himself up in front of you. Yeah, so your point, you, you, know, know, you know, your your, your, so,
2: your point so is well point taken. Is
3: that, the point is that, you know, I don't mean to be so long it, but it's, you know, it's, you have to be appreciation of your time. Because like I say, one day you got to check out of here. When you got to check out of here... Is that gas that's on your grave, right? You got a reflection time before that oxygen leaves, and your eyes go go bye bye. Your spirit goes wherever it goes. I don't know, but the point of it is, you know, you got a short reflection time if you've been here hundred years or hundred days. You know, so why sit out here and continue doing bad things, fucking it up, not doing it right by your time and, and, and by your time on this earth?
2: Okay, expletives! I hope somebody's beeping that up. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they slip. I know they slip. But I, I, you know, I your your point is your point is well taken, and we even talked about that yesterday when we were watching um, the the Sunday morning shows. You know, it's tough to to have people um, feel so strongly about something like the Confederate flag, knowing that you know it's also such a hateful and terrifying symbol for so many people. And I think that's the point that you were making when you were talking about, you know, we've been looking at things through your eyes for 200 years that you know, something like the Confederate flag as one symbol is being advocated for by people who have strong you know, affiliations with it and, and saying, well, it's more to us than just this racist symbol. There are other, there are other reasons why and, and reasons that are really uh, values-based and historically values-based. But it is tricky for people who have been marginalized and who have been on the opposite side of a really hateful, the hateful expressions that have been accompanied by that flag to have to once again say, yes, we understand, yes, we understand, and see through the eyes of the people who are in privileged. when so many of us have felt like it's nothing but a symbol of terror and hate. So, thank well, you. Me. know,
3: you can go, you can go back to say that during that time, people just didn't know any better. Well... Okay, your grandfather, your ancestors didn't know any better and, and, and didn't do better. So is it to say that you want to do the same?
2: Yeah, amen. There you go,
3: Richard. You're right. So when you know, better, you, to, you know better, you got to do better. It's a waste of time. Yeah.
2: And we're at a different place now. And you're right. We live in a different world. This isn't north-south, you know, solely. And that's we, we have to find a way to right. come together. We have to. And we have to we have to find a way to... To, to lay a path for a future that is going to be sustainable and satisfying and kind of in the spirit of what it is that we want to become. Um, and, and we have to, you know, heal some old wounds and figure out ways to move forward. And and that's the, that's the struggle. We definitely are at a really difficult time in history. And so it's time to employ some new strategies. And that's exactly what, as a matter of fact, that builds perfectly into the subject that... Um, we have for today's show is, you know, some, some new opportunities to think about some new things. This, this meditation retreat that I went on, and we'll talk a little bit more about that, but it was, it was me kind of hitting a wall and saying, you know what, we've been trying, or I personally for the span of my life have been trying certain things over and over again, and of course I've learned and I've grown. But the world around us is getting more and more unsustainable. It's moving faster. We're filling, filling our hearts, our minds, our spirits, our eyes, our ears with toxins, things that we're ingesting from every direction. And it's almost impossible to find a way to keep pace with this world and all of the toxicity that we're ingesting. And for me, I hit a wall. I really needed to... Uh, one, refresh and rejuvenate, but two, find some solutions, something that is going to be a a possible, sustainable practice for me in the future, and also that I can teach people as part of my my work as a leadership development um, expert and as a social justice advocate. And so this meditation retreat to me was one avenue, and I've pursued many over the years, but I feel like I've really stumbled upon something that has a lot of promise for myself and hopefully for others. So I want to talk more about that and give some real practical experiences. And Richard, I think for you as a, as a star athlete, as an exemplary athlete, this is going to merge exactly into the experiences that you've had and the benefits that you have. But I've also found some wonderful research that talks about not just how it, what, what is familiar to you as being a premier athlete, but also some of the possibilities for you in the future. And I can't wait to tell you about those. And I've held out just for this show to tell you about those. So let's take a minute. We're gonna switch gears for a few minutes. And while we're at our commercial break, please visit our website, www.dietajones.com. check out our latest blog posts, and also hit us up on Twitter at DietaMJones M Jones and at Richard underscore dent95. We'll be right back
1: Richard Dent, a cornerstone of the Bears' overwhelming defense during their Super Bowl run and a 2011 inductee into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, was an eighth-round draft pick out of tiny Tennessee State in 1983. The tall and skinny rookie wound up with a brilliant 15-year football career. Dent's fascinating story takes you behind the scenes of one of the fiercest, most dominant defenses in NFL history blood sweat and bears its hard just like its hall of fame author buy it now on amazon or download it to kindle Dieta jones has been delivering expert guidance through her speaking consulting and writing on leadership management and cultural diversity for more than 20 years her engaging style and infectious laugh combines with mastery of personal effectiveness tools and cutting-edge research she is diplomatic yet direct and concept-based, yet practical in her approach. If you are looking for a high-powered speaker for your next conference, consider Dietta Jones your ace in the hole. Call her at 312-870-9596 or visit her website at dietajones.com. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to DJ and DeBear, keeping you at the top of your game. To reach the show today, please call in to one 346 9141 That number again is one 346 9141 You may also send an email to djones at djetajones.com. Now, back to the show.
2: We're back and continuing our conversation about my deep dive into meditation and I am looking forward to telling you a bit about it. So Richard, as you know, I've been gone for three weeks. It's, it's crazy. Two of those week were, weeks were filled with work and giving speeches and, and all of that wonderful stuff that I have the opportunity to do every week. But the week in between, I went to San Diego and I went and spent the right. week at the Chopra Center. Um, and the Chopra Center is, uh, it's a wonderful uh, facility that was founded by uh, David Simon and Deepak Chopra, and David, and both of them are traditional uh, western trained medical doctors who have embraced what they' what they describe as integrative medicine. Um, and okay. the Chopra Center has been around for. A while now, it's evolved over time. It's been about you know three decades in the making, and it's been evolving. But now it offers regularly these different uh, programs that are focused on different uh, aspects of mind, body, spirit, well-being. And the program that I went to, I didn't even know. By the way, sometimes the universe. I heard this before. I've heard it like Oprah say it, and I and I've experienced it myself. But I really. Ex- really powerfully experienced it over the last several months. Sometimes the universe whispers, you know, and tells you something. (laughs) And then then when it gets to a point where the universe is screaming at you, you got to listen. Something is going to get in the way and it kind of insert itself into your life to make you you wake up and figure out how to make the course corrections necessary, whether it be your body breaking down or your uh, psychology and emotions breaking down or something else. So what my intervention was that our neighbor uh, invited me to attend this retreat with her. She had uh, a little experience with it, and then she invited me. And I said yes months ago, and then the time came, and I thought, oh, gosh, I don't really have time. I'm traveling so much. I signed up, and then I thought, well, this will probably be good for me, and I went. And the program that we signed up for was one that was called Perfect Health which is a six-day detoxifying experience. And I found that out only when I got there. And I didn't realize what they mean by detoxifying until I actually got on site and started learning something about their approach. The Perfect Health Program, and they have other programs that are amazing too, but the one that I happened to be enrolled in at this point was about 25 or 28 people to keep it small, and we went through a detoxifying program that is literally kind of a 5,000-year-old recipe for detoxifying your mind, body, and spirit. So I'm going to tell you just a little bit about this before I get to the meditation portion. There's uh, something called Ayurveda, which I had heard of, but I didn't really know much about. You know, I, I, I use Aveda, you know, cosmetics to wash my face and things like that. And I've heard about Ayurveda, but I really didn't know much about it. I filled out some questionnaires to go to be on preparation for going to this retreat. They were kind of medical questionnaires that asked me things about my my body and my eating habits and my sleeping habits and my emotional well-being and those sorts of things. So I knew that it was a holistic approach, but I didn't really know much else about it. What I found is that Ayurveda is a kind of a 5,000-year-old framework that was created based on observation of the natural order of things, right? And so sages of their time would observe the natural environment. They'd observe how, you know, trees over the course of seasons changing behave differently, how animals and people behave differently when there's a full moon, planetary alignments, uh, wave patterns with the ocean, just kind of natural observations over time and put together the largest document in written history called the Vedas. And the Ayurveda comes from uh, the the knowledge accumulated in the Vedas, and Ayurveda is basically life knowledge, the observation of life. And now, Richard, this is all going to be intuitive to you, even if you didn't have the the words for it, because you talk like this all the time. This is absolutely consistent with the way you're wired and you see the world anyway. But and it's the, basically the,
3: it, the, Go ahead. Yeah.
2: It's kind of it's just it's just ancient wisdom that is. Um, that has it's more recently been something that we in the in the West have been kind of getting our mind around because in the West, we have taken a very different approach to things that we've introduced into our culture. And one of Deepak Chopra's missions has been to integrate, and he's done actually a very masterful job integrating East and West philosophy and frameworks because he's a traditionally frank for a, Uh, trained Western doctor, medical doctor, and he also understands the value of Eastern tradition, he has integrated the two and brought together something that really is a helpful way for all of us to think about uh, a, a more holistic approach to living and life. And so Ayurveda, the very first thing that we did was we learned about our doshas. And a dosha is basically our body constitution. And so what I learned is that I am... Uh, a Vata Pitta. And there are three different doshas. There, There's a Vata dosha, which is uh, based okay. on the wind, wind principle. There's a Pitta dosha, which is based on the fire principle. And there's a Kapha dosha, which is based on the earth principle. And I am the kind of person who. Uh, is really creative, I have a lot of ideas going all the time, I have a lot of energy going every direction, I jump up out of bed in the morning, I'm busy, 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 right? That's very Vata. But I also have been using as an analogy for myself, literally my entire life, that I am like a leaf. I didn't even realize how I was giving myself Vata language, that I've always considered myself like a leaf, just kind of like blowing in the wind all the time. And one of the things that I've always loved so much about you is that you're like a tree or a mountain, right? And, and for me, as a leaf, it's really wonderful to have somebody who's like a tree in my life. And uh, you are, uh, in my estimate, I haven't had you go through the questionnaire yet, but I'm pretty sure that you are more of a kapha-preferring dosha, which is more kind of grounded and stable, right, more earth-connected. Um, and uh, a pitta and dosha... Yeah, I think that I think I've nailed it. I'm pretty sure. Like, but we can happily do this. And a pitta dosha is my secondary dosha, so I'm vata pitta, so primary and secondary. And my pitta dosha is the fire dosha, and I think that I have a lot of that in my um, kind of intellect. Now, the tricky part, my ability to focus and move things through, and I, I think that's probably your secondary as well. But I'll I'll let you do the questionnaire yourself the the tricky part is that sometimes our doshas get out of balance so we have kind of our natural constitutions and then sometimes they get out of balance and the problem with me is that at the time that I before I went to the retreat is that I had gotten out of balance and I had when I got there I learned that I had a vata imbalance and a, a mind a body imbalance and a pitta mind imbalance so you can have a body imbalance and a mind imbalance and they can be different and what you do is you detoxify to try to bring things back into the appropriate balance for you so what i really loved about it it, it was it was a lot less kind of pop culture where nowadays in our popular culture, you know, everybody watches Dr. Oz, not to say anything negative about Dr. Oz, but everybody watches Dr. Oz. He says, eat blueberries, and everybody is eating blueberries, right? Regardless of your constitution, your type, your age, any of that, it's just eat blueberries. And everybody's like, yep, we should all eat blueberries. What I love so much about the Ayurvedic framework is that it starts with What is your natural constitution? What is imbalance? Is it your mind or body? And then how is it that we can bring them back into balance? It's not based on judgment. It's not you're crazy or you're broken or you're this or you're that. It's where do you have an imbalance and how can we bring you back into a place that's more balanced for you? And it's really customized. So I spent this week bringing myself back into balance. And like I said, I, had a, I went in with a vata, mind imbalance, or um, body imbalance, and a pitta, mind imbalance. And then I spent the week doing a variety of different things that bring my doshas back into balance again. And the 5,000-year-old recipe for doing this is that we do a variety of different things to detoxify. And we, we, you detoxify by purifying the different senses, understanding that we take in or we, in, we ingest toxins through all of the five senses. So through our mouth, through our smelling, through our sight, through our hearing, everything we are, and through our touch, all five of the senses is where we ingest toxins and what we need to do is use all of those to detoxify. And so we did things like we did a cleanse. All week long, we didn't. I didn't have any coffee, I didn't have any wine, we ate very light, easy to digest food. Um, we got massages every day that helped to pull out the toxins from our body. Different Ayurvedic massages every day that were really meant to help with certain chakras and bringing things back into alignment. We, um, we meditated, we did yoga, uh, we learned and had lecturettes every day. I mean, it was really magical. The interesting thing, speaking of detoxifying, is that sometimes when you detoxify, and you'll know this, sometimes when we detoxify, you have to go through a serious period of pain before you come out the other side. So I arrived in San Diego on Sunday. By Thursday, my fourth day of detoxifying, I was violently ill. I had a bright red rash across my forehead. I was ill, ill, ill. I just felt horrible. I was My throat hurt. My head hurt. I was hunched over. My stomach hurt. Um, and then by Friday, I was really through the fire. But um, it was pretty interesting to think about a real wonderful and comprehensive approach to de- detoxifying the toxins that we ingest all the time. And think about it, think about the television that we watch and all of the terrible news stories and all of the difficulties that we're having at work and in our interpersonal relationships and with just the pace of life, social media, everything is just difficult and fast-paced nowadays. And so this detoxifying that allows for rejuvena- rejuvenation and coming back into balance is uh, was a lifesaver for me at least. Um, and, and that's just a little bit about the Ayurvedic framework. There's very, there's a lot more to it, and I'll happily put some more on the website. But for now, I just wanted to give you that overview. Before we go into okay. the meditation piece, I need to um, get us to a commercial break. And uh, when we come back from the commercial break, I'll talk to you about the meditation piece and this piece that I'm really excited to tell you about, Richard. So I'm going to switch I'm gears. Good I, you on. you're going to feel me. good babe you're going to feel good I, switch a, gears for a few minutes hit us up
3: that.
2: at richard underscore dent 95 at dieta m jones we'll be right back
1: this is the home of the top life coaches entrepreneurs and success drivers the voice america empowerment channel Richard Dent, a cornerstone of the Bears' overwhelming defense during their Super Bowl run and a 2011 inductee into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, was an eighth-round draft pick out of tiny Tennessee State in 1983. The tall and skinny rookie wound up with a brilliant 15-year football career. Dent's fascinating story takes you behind the scenes of one of the fiercest, most dominant defenses in NFL history. Blood, sweat, and bears its hard, just like its Hall of Fame author. Buy it now on Amazon or download it to Kindle. Dieta Jones has been delivering expert guidance through her speaking, consulting, and writing on leadership, management, and cultural diversity for more than 20 years. Her engaging style and infectious laugh combines with mastery of personal effectiveness tools and cutting-edge research. She is diplomatic yet direct and concept-based, yet practical in her approach. If you are looking for a high-powered speaker for your next conference, consider Dietta Jones your ace in the hole. Call her at 312-870-9596 or visit her website at dietajones.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to DJ and DeBear, keeping you at the top of your game. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That number again is 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to djones Jones at com.
3: Now, back to the show. I'm live. Oh, well, we have to wait before to get back on there. Folks, it sounds like a, a, a great uh, uh detox. I've I've done a couple of cleanse myself. Um,
2: oh yeah, I remember.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, uh nothing like that where I get massages and I do <laughs> yoga and all the other stuff. That's that would be a little, you know. I don't know. I guess I, it sounds, you know, it's it, it's nothing like being connected to the wind, being connected to earth. You know, it, it's a it's a great feeling to feel that connection and and, and be able to concentrate and focus on what. What you're trying to do, and 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 with that, that through that kind of energy, it gives you it gives you get ways of you know the people that you're around and the people that you work with, and and being able to read and feel people, you know, uh, right? Uh, it, it, it you know it, it opens up a lot of doors. So, but uh, go ahead, there.
2: Well, and that's exactly right. So, you know, based on Ayurvedic, uh, you know, concepts, what happens is that There's this kind of the natural digestive process that each of us have that's called Agni, or kind of the fire that allows us to digest ingested experiences, everything from food to experiences, relationships, all of that, right? And there's also something called Ama, A-M-A, which represents the toxins that we build up. At some point, we have to find a way to get rid of those, oxi- uh, those toxics or that ama. The tricky part is that a lot of times we take a one progged approach. We assume that we either need to go through, you know, go on some kind of a cleanse that's just like liquid food, for example, or we need to um, go to a therapist and get, you know, emotional counseling, or we need to go get massages, which is much more physical. But co- the combining of them really allows us to detoxify in ways that are multi-multi multifaceted, because we are multifaceted, you know, beings, everything is connected inside of us, right? Our bodies hold on to emotions, our bodies have memories that hold on to experiences. And, and so it's important for us to find ways to, to cleanse some of that and allow for the things that allow us to get in touch with the part of ourselves that has access to the stillness but also to the clarity you're absolutely right the clarity so you know an analogy Richard for this uh, came to me last week when I was doing a presentation in Florida one of the participants in my group I was telling them a little bit about my meditation experience and some of the benefits that I've already started to uh, to have based on meditating and he came up to me and he said you know I used to play football in college and I've always been uh, very fidgety. I've always had a lot of physical energy. And so I would get on the line and I'd just be anxious and antsy. And I, my hands would be jittering. My legs would be shaking around and moving. And my eyes are darting everywhere. But as soon as the ball snapped, I was totally laser focused. I could I could tell you the number of you know beads of sweat on the quarterback's face. I could pay attention and focus in regardless of the noise in the stand, regardless of all the people around me. I could actually pay attention to his eye movements in very subtle ways to be able to determine which way he was going to throw the ball. I could tell you the number of scuffs on his shoe. He's like, that's, I think, what people are looking for when they're meditating, that ability to have that kind of laser-like sense of clarity and focus, where you tune everything out and just able to focus in on things, on the things that are important. And I thought, wow, what a great analogy. Is that, was that your experience also? Well, well, it seems to me that- like that's your experience.
3: Well, you know, it's, if you're doing meditation and you practice, meaning that you're able to be like in football I mean, or in any sport or anything you do where you get a lot of reps in doing it. So when you get a lot of reps, what it does, it gives you the ability to know what the box looks like, right? And now you know what the surrounding, your, what are you around is that box and it's things happening within that box. I, and you're familiar with the type of things that's taking place, so when you can have an idea of what's taking place, or what's supposed to take place, or how they're supposed to do it, or how they may try to, you know, and what are you doing? So you got a lot of the different things moving. What you got one thing, you got another thing, then you got a reactor, then you got something what you're uh, looking at that may be, you know, a possibility. And so it's, it's connecting to all those things. That's why I say within 45 seconds, you know, when someone comes out of the hole, to me, first, that's the first thing I look at. Because at that point, that tells me when are you going to move and, and how long you have to. All right? So if you come out of there with nine seconds, then, hey, you know, whatever you're doing is going to be pretty quick. If you got 20 seconds, you got 25, 30 seconds. And I got to sit there a minute because nothing can't happen without a snap. So I understand so what's in I'm dealing with the snap because I'm looking at the number because that's going to determine when things are going to take place. But yet, then you have to look at what's in the box now. What's in the box? How it's set up? What's the possibility of what one may be doing? And what are you doing? And what are your responsibilities? So now you know your, your partner's responsibility, and you know your responsibility, and you can see on the other side how they could stop it or what they could do, or yet can you do your part? Yeah. So, yes.
2: Well, the part that really resonated with me about his story was that laser like focus. And that's what, yeah. and I can't tell you, I've gotten to the place yeah, that's the of laser like focus. Yeah. But being able to just tune things out and focus in on what's important, right? And and, right. and, to, to, and, and also the, the the symphony between your mind and your body and, and, you know, being able to just naturally coordinate the two in a way that is much more um, kind of graceful and elegant than, than the state that I live at pretty regularly where I'm just kind of hyperventilating and taking, you know, shallow yeah, <laughs> breaths totally and <laughs> talking
3: that. myself through day to day. Well, you're on stage all the time, and, and you're used to it, so it, it's it's there. So, the, but the point of it and I'm sure you know you do it. So, yeah, I can I can comprehend quietly. You know, yes, when you're focused and you're in that zone, then everything goes slow, and yeah, yeah. you can you can make you can find and pick everything up. as it's, it's a snap in the mind. You're able to see it. It's only a split of a second. But the point of it is, it's you know, and, and, and if you go on with gun instincts, are you go on with instincts, and then you have to declare which one are you, you know, which one are you playing with, and which one right. are you taking away with. So it's 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 definitely, uh, you know, I'm sure that I, I would assume that that can take place in many areas that you got repetition and you got concentration on.
2: Well, yes, and, and so what, what, for me, meditation is, and the way that I've learned about it and started practicing it, is taking it one step beyond the physical manifestation, and instead, it's really about going deeper internally. So, right. you know, the, the, the tricky part for people is just swallowing the word meditation. Now, in the, in the United States, over the last, you know, couple of decades, we, it's, it's been growing in popularity, but for a long time, you know, we... And in, in still in a majority of our culture, people are like, yeah, meditation, I don't have time for that. Or they think it means taking a nap. Um, in business settings, when I introduce meditation and talk to people in business settings, they kind of roll their eyes and they want the practical research. You know, what is the best practice? Give me some bullet points. So we're still trying to kind of figure out ways to introduce it in our Western culture that likes much more kind of pragmatic research-based, but I have to say everything that has been researched about the scientific and physiological and even emotional benefits of meditation are provable from a research point of view, which is one of the reasons why I'm so happy that I went to this experience because I had traditionally trained Western doctors talking to me about it. So what I learned about was something called primordial sound meditation which is uh, a type of meditation which is basically designed to give us Sanskrit words that we can use to help us, like an anchor, drop below the noise in our busy, busy minds, in our monkey minds, right, where we have all of these lists and ideas and thoughts and, and uh, emotions going on all the time, and past the level of ego, so our ego is the I wants, I need kind of voice that's constantly um, pushing us to think about the future, to be anxious, to be selfish, to think about, you know, uh, the, the, the me in everything. And then push down. So it's literally an anchor. These primordial sound meditation technique is literally meant to be an anchor to take us below those two levels in our mind a part of our mind that is more still and quiet and to get, hopefully, into the spaces between our thoughts. Now, it's really difficult. I've been trying to meditate for 15 or plus years. It's very, very difficult to quiet the mind, but our brains weren't designed in 2015 with social media and, you know, cell phones and TV blasting 24-7 and you know, the the crowded streets that we live on and horns and we, our, our brains weren't designed in a time when there was this much sensory input. And so it's really difficult for our brains that are still wired the same way they were wired from thousands of years ago to survive and thrive in a world that's so filled with this much sensory input. So finding a technique to try to find the stillness in between the noise of our busy days to me, is a wonderful way of thinking of the opportunities for grasping clarity and increasing the potential for clarity and bringing some of that clarity to our work, to our relationships, to our, um, to our ability to think about the emotions that we're feeling and then the way that we turn those emotions into choices about behaviors and next steps. So it was, it was really, um, it's really been a powerful practice so far. What I'm going to do is after we come back from break, I'm going to tell you just a little bit more about some of the benefits associated with meditation and some of the research associated with meditation um, so that you you all have as listeners some ideas about things that you might like to pursue or some ideas about things that that are resources for you. Let's switch gears for a few minutes, and while we're at commercial break, please visit our website, www.dietajones.com, or hit us up on Twitter, at m jones at Richard underscore Dent, 95.
1: This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Richard Dent, a cornerstone of the Bears' overwhelming defense during their Super Bowl run and a 2011 inductee into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, was an eighth-round draft pick out of tiny Tennessee State in 1983. The tall and skinny rookie wound up with a brilliant 15-year football career. Dent's fascinating story takes you behind the scenes of one of the fiercest, most dominant defenses in NFL history. Blood, sweat, and Bears hits hard, just like its Hall of Fame author. Buy it now on Amazon or or download it to Kindle. Dieta Jones has been delivering expert guidance through her speaking, consulting, and writing on leadership, management, and cultural diversity for more than 20 years. Her engaging style and infectious laugh combines with mastery of personal effectiveness tools and cutting-edge research. She is diplomatic, yet direct, and concept-based, yet practical in her approach. If you are looking for a high-powered speaker for your next conference, consider Dietta Jones your ace in the hole. Call her at 312-870-9596 or visit her website at dietajones.com. Live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to DJ and DeBear, keeping you at the top of your game. To reach the show today, please call in to one 346 9141 That number again is one 346 9141 You may also send an email to djones at dietajones.com. Now, back to the show.
2: We're back and continuing our conversation about my deep dive into meditation, my 6-day meditation recent 6-day meditation retreat. So, before we went to break, I was telling you Richard that I've been trying to meditate for about 15 years, but I've really struggled. I've been really good about yoga, but I've really struggled to find a way to practice meditation or even the make the case for myself. And so, one of the things that I'd like to do is take a couple of minutes and try to make the case for for you maybe because I really would love for you to get interested in this but also for the rest of our listeners for those of you who are not yet meditators and for those of you who do currently meditate hit us up on Twitter and tell us some of your success stories cuz I really would love to help be an advocate for this practice I think that this is hugely has huge potential for making a difference so some of the things that I've learned recently about uh, people who meditate are that people like Ariana Huffington for example from the Huffington Post she's the editor-in-chief uh, calls meditation the third metric in success after money and power she uh, says that uh, they've also uh, have also found meditation programs that have been used to help at-risk school children uh, thrive in classrooms and uh, in in People who are in prison cope with uh, incarceration. So meditation has actually been used in a variety of different settings. There are school systems that are using meditation to help at-risk children deal with uh, stress and deal. And, and there's a Baltimore-based, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, program that, that non-for-profit called the Holistic Life Foundation that aims to. Uh, help at-risk kids in the city's poorest elementary schools uh, that are better able to uh, handle chronic stress, uh, minimize their uh, uh, emotional outburst, and better deal with uh, anxiety in their personal and home lives. So there's a lot of application potentially for meditation as far as helping people Get centered and deal with some of the kind of emotional toxicity that's in the world around us. There's a couple of other interesting things that I found out about. So, in the 1970s, uh, a molecular biologist named John Kabat-Zinn uh, decided to study Buddhist meditation without Buddhism. And I really love this because a lot of people, particularly people listening to this show, where people in the United States are Christian or some other religion, and Meditation doesn't necessarily have to, you know, doesn't have to um, change your religion. It's not necessarily religious. It's absolutely more than or deeper than spirituality. Not to say that spirituality isn't deep, but it's a spiritual necessarily. It's about all spirituality, not necessarily affiliated with a particular religion. So the work that Kabat-Zinn did was. Uh, in the development of a program called the Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction Program. And then he documented it to see how it worked to ease pain, suffering, and stress in cancer patients, bone marrow transplant patients, and even prison inmates. His findings were so compelling that over 250 hospitals around the world now use this mindfulness-based stress reduction to promote patient well-being. And I love it. Because the emphasis here, which is different than our emphasis in Western medicine, is on one holistic uh, attention where we're not just saying, let's deal with you as a physical being, but let's also uh, deal with the things that are associated with the emotional trauma that you're going through as you're going through this uh, disease, for example. And the emphasis is also secondarily, and something that we don't do nearly as well in the United States, focused on well-being. In the United States, we've been very good about focusing on sickness. We diagnose it, we treat it, we focus on it, but we don't focus as heavily on well being. We don't invest as much in well being. And so the emphasis with meditation is on well-being. It's on keeping yourself healthy. It's about making course corrections when you get these builds up of, you get a build up of these toxicities. It's about noticing when you have imbalances and then giving yourself the rejuvenation necessary to put yourself back in balance. To me, this is absolutely kind of natural and logical in a world that is filled with busy, 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 more, 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 kind of unsustainable pace of life and set of expectations always around us to be thinking about a more holistic approach and one that's focused on well-being. I also also found a Harvard study, and this is something you're going to love, Richard, especially given the number of concussions that you've dealt with over the course of your life. In this Harvard study, brain scans... Brain scans that showed that mindfulness meditation increased gray matter in brain areas associated with learning, memory, and compassion and decrease in the part of the brain linked to anxiety and stress. So this meditation uh, has actually been shown to help with some of the parts of the brain that can negatively be impacted through concussions. And also we know that our brains Mm -hmm. uh, have a lot of plasticity. And so, for someone like you and other people who have gone through severe brain trauma or head trauma, to be able to have a technique to allow the brain's natural plasticity to work in your favor and to try to get back to a place of well-being might have some real possibilities. And I don't, and I don't know, but I definitely think it's worth investigating. Don't you?
3: <laughs> well, I'm in there. I'm not. I don't <laughs> think we're meditating yet, but. I I am working on
2: that. Oh, well, I can I can <laughs> show you how. You more
3: brain waves, so it's you know. Um,
2: well,
3: I haven't came across that yet. Put it that way.
2: Well, I'll I'll show you how we can meditate at home. I've been teaching Shiloh, by the way, and that's the last because, area yeah. that I wanted to mention. Is that you know for for parents, this is also a really wonderful idea to introduce for your kids. You know, we're always yelling at our kids to pay attention. I mean, we the royal we, but I definitely you know, say those words out of my mouth an awful lot. But paying attention is a side effect or the lack of ability to pay attention is a side effect of, again, this busy world that we live in, right? This overstimulating environment that children are being raised in. Meditation is another way to help children learn how to discipline their brains. Not that we're constantly in a trance-like meditative state, but they're practicing Having discipline over their brains, focusing, being able to focus, being able to tune out some of the extra sensory input that can easily become kind of toxic. Um, so there's a lot of possibilities for thinking about the potential of meditation. I really love that. People like Oprah Winfrey and Deepak Chopra have coupled together, and they're driving through social media these 21-day meditation experiences, so that people can practice in the comfort of their own home and in a safe environment. I really encourage encourage our listeners to to try one of those. It's definitely a straightforward and easy way to get started. I also I also um, Uh, really love how someone like Oprah Winfrey has introduced meditation in the morning and in the evenings to her company. And now her employees are reporting higher levels of productivity, higher levels of worker engagement, uh, more creativity and innovation. So as we talk about things like bringing innovation or building uh, healthier organizational cultures or creating more sustainable work-life balance programs, let's think about the possibility for meditation and how uh, you know a simple and ancient practice could really be helpful to us as we navigate a pretty crazy world that we're living in.
3: Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's that's important. You know, it's it's important to understand the connection and and how simply it is that people sometimes just you know everybody says oh I want to play sports but you know a concentration you know it's 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 not meditating but it's somewhat. In a form of meditation, you know, because you have to if you have to put some action to it, then how well can you put the action to it? so it's a very small piece, but like you said, uh like the gentleman said before, it's you know it's it's action and it's and it's energy that that's being taken place and and to me, what was important to me to make sure that I spent you know my energy. Doing something that I could figure out, or I could understand what the what the uh prognosis is going to be as of what kind of player what kind of serve, you know how they were attack me and how I could attack them so it's you know you <laughs> you have to have that concentration and know and you can dictate then. but if you can't dictate then you have to react and you have to and you know, be responsible, you know, for your reaction going you know, going forward. But the, to me I I played the game in that you know, in a way where I felt like I was setting rules and I was dictating yeah, I have know, to I jump get in, to Richard. One thing and,
2: huh? I have to jump in. Oh, oh go ahead. Over. And it. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you everyone for joining us today. Until next week, keep finding ways to make a dent in pursuit of your dreams, to serve your community, to make our world better. Make a difference.
1: Thanks again for tuning in. Please join Dietta Jones and Richard Dent for another edition of DJ and Bear. We'll be back next Monday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a terrific week.